Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Julie R. and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Wednesday, September 7th. We are reading from the big book and we are on page 98, starting with the first paragraph, reading through the second paragraph, trusting God and clean house. Today's readers are Lisa H., Kelly S., the reference number for Tuesday, September 6, is 9057. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Lydia S. to read the 12 steps. Thank you, Julie. Good morning, visionaries. It's Lydia, living in recovery in Fort Worth, Texas. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous are as such. One, we admitted we were powerless over food and our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood God. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked God to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood God, praying only for knowledge of God's will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, Julie, for your wee hour service. It's a privilege to do service. I'll pass. Thank you, Lydia S. And I will now ask Anita L. to read the Twelve Traditions. Good morning, everybody. This is Anita L. from Philadelphia, the 12 traditions. One, excuse me, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, 
Each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and films. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, and with that, I pass. Thank you, Anita L. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinent requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book on page 98, starting with the first paragraph. I will ask Lisa H. to begin reading and our shares will be focused on the second paragraph read. Thank you. Good morning. Uh, this is Lisa H., a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater from Tennessee. It is not a matter of giving that is in question, but when and how to give. That often makes the difference between failure and success. The minute we put our work on a service plane, the alcoholic commences to rely upon our assistance rather than upon God. He clamors for this or that, claiming he cannot master alcohol until his material needs are cared for. Nonsense. Some of us have taken very hard knocks to learn this truth. Job or no job, wife or no wife, we simply do not stop drinking so long as we place dependence upon other people ahead of dependence on God. Burn the idea into the consciousness of every man that he can get well regardless of anyone. The only condition is that he trusts in God and clean house. Um, Good morning. Again, this is Lisa H. 
And um, and while working with others, I think that my primary purpose is as a guide um, specifically to encourage the initiation um, and or deepening of this relationship with the higher power. Um, because that that's, you know, um, as we work through the steps, uh, that has to be my goal, my primary goal. Um, if I if I don't establish this relationship with my higher power, um, I don't think I'm able to get unblocked. I don't think I'm able to look with rigorous honestly honesty and and clean house. Look at my side. Um, and for for a lot of people, this is new. Um, this is new behavior because uh, to me, and and growing up, um, I a was trusted in everybody else B boy was I trusting it myself um thinking I knew I could I should I would that I could do this all on my own um so this is new it's new behavior um for a lot of us and so um so the importance is when we're when I'm working with new people is to continually bring God in where do you see God in this um you know, how are you trusting God in this? How would you act differently if you were trusting God? Um, all of those things um, make us think um, a little bit differently. Um, and that's all I have. Thanks for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you, Lisa H. And I'd like to remind everybody we are focusing our shares on the second paragraph that was read. Who would like to share? This is Bella. Can I share? Gotcha, Bella. Uh, Allison? Yeah, Allison B. Got it. Janice M. Janice M. Janice B. Janice P. B like in boy. Oh, V. Oh, got it. Thank you. Oh. Sharon H. Sharon H. Larry. Larry K. All right, let's start with this. So it's going to be Bella, Allison, Janice M, Janice B, Vasa O, Sharon H, Larry K. And if I can remind everybody except for Bella to mute their phone. All right. Go ahead, Bella. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. My name is Bella G, and I am a thankful recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, Julie, for doing this service, and thank you very much, everybody on the line. The only condition is that he trusts in God and clean house. Wow. It's, for me, such a reminder that, you know, trust in God and not trust my ego, not to trust my power. And it's a reminder, you know, step one, I am powerless. I am powerless of everything besides one thing, the power to choose, to do the right choice one day at a time. And you know what? It's okay because I am human and I am limited and I don't know everything and I don't know all the time. So it's okay to do mistakes and, you know, to trust in God, but to clean the house, to trust my responsibility. Yes, I am, I am, I can take now care of my responsibility and to clean the house and not to go back to my, to the past, 
to the old system of blaming and judging. Yes, if only, if only I would live in a different place, if only I would have different pe uh, parents, if only, not to clean my own house and to be able to be responsible and, you know, and to, to still survive if I did a mistake, to take responsibility, to learn and to change. How I can survive if I trust in God. Trust in God and not to trust in my own power. Thank you for letting me share and I pass. Thank you, Bella. And will Allison H. please share? Hi, this is Allison C. in New Jersey, oh, recovered. <laughs> okay. Um, wow, I love this sentence, uh, bring the idea into the consciousness of every man that he can get well regardless of anyone. The only condition is that he trusts in God and clean house. Um, I have this friend um, who is not in program, but um, he's kind of uh, really into like spirituality. And, you know, I talked to him one day about fear because fear is something that comes up for me all the time. And he said something like, trust God, but tie up your horse. And I don't think I ever heard that saying before. And he's like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you've never heard that. And, um, you know, it's, so true. It's like we must trust our higher powers, but we also need to take action. You know, uh, that that thing kind of says to me that, um, you know, I just I, I can't just wait around for God to come down from the heavens and strike me abstinent and remove my fear. I have to take actions to work towards these things and. Um, you know, cleaning house constantly, constantly doing tense when I have a fear, when it arises, I turn to my higher power and I ask him to remove it and to direct my attention. Um, and then, you know, I go out and I take the action that needs to be taken or I go out and I help somebody. Um, you know, and then with, you know, resentments and, and when I may need to make an amends to somebody, like clean house means like I do this immediately. Um and then I want to talk about a little bit about the part of, like, a man can get well regardless of, of anything, you know, uh, or anyone. Um, I used to depend on other people. When I first came into the program, I depended on, you know, a food sponsor and, and weighing my food to keep me abstinent. And um, it almost wound up becoming uh, another eating disorder. Um, and it wasn't until I, I worked these steps and I, I learned this way of life and, and how to live in 10, 11, and 12 that I was able to get, you know, that freedom and to actually, you know, believe when my sponsor referred me to this page and said, like, someone you can get well regardless of anything or anyone. And, um, you know, I think about um, – I go to AA as well and um, very, very strong program. Um, you know, I see – women in there or men in there that have spouses that drink, but they're still sober, um, you know. And uh, I also think about the big book, how it says, um, I forget what chapter it is, um, but it's talking about people who are constitutionally incapable of, of being honest and, and people who have mental illnesses, and they can get well too. And, um, you know, mental illness is something that I struggle with. And, um you know, even even being recovered, I, I struggle with it a little bit. But I can still stay in recovery no matter what my circumstances are. I can stay recovered no matter what my circumstances are. The only thing that I need to do is to stay in constant prayer, constant connection with my higher power, and just keep on cleaning up house and just keep on 
taking care of the things that need to be taken care of. Thank you for letting me share. Allison C. in New Jersey, recovered. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you, Allison C. And Janice M. Well, good morning to you, Julie R. This is Janice M. And I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater from Massachusetts. Well, this is Chapter uh, 7, Working with Others. So I'm going to be talking from a sponsor's view and my own experience. Um, You know, it says burn the idea. Well, you know, this is what I've been doing, you know, ever since I, you know, started sponsoring um, right from the beginning. Right from the beginning, you know, we talk about my experience and their experience. And, you know, they tell us, geez, I went to Weight Watchers. I went to OA. I've been in and out, in and out. So all through guiding them through the steps, um, to, you know, guiding them to, um, to see their own experience. How did anything else work? Did anything else work for you? Did you get well? Did you get well because of your spouse? Did you get well because of uh, the tools of OA? Did you get well, um, you know, by going to certain meetings? Did you get well? Yeah, well, you know, sometimes I would be okay, and then I would go back to my food, right? Because we are powerless, and the tools are great. I can remember going to a world conference in New Orleans. I don't even know how many years ago. And I stood up as a speaker and talked on the tools. And, of course, I wasn't recovered because I didn't go through the steps. And I just remember saying, you know, I don't know, maybe because I didn't, uh, you know, make three calls. That's why I ate. You know, there I was standing up in front of a lot of people. And because that's what I was taught. Oh, if you don't, you know, do this tool, that tool, you'll, you know, you'll eat again. And, of course, we know that that was a lie for me. So I try to, you know, gear my, my sponsees to None of that stuff worked for me. It worked for a while. It wasn't permanent recovery because the big book teaches us we are beyond human aid, which means the fellowship is made up of humans, but they support me, but they don't give me my recovery. See, I have a spiritual problem in addition to my physical problems. So none of that stuff is going to help me with my spiritual problem except these 12 steps that to me are divinely inspired and to live by the principles that's how i can become recovered one day at a time by you know trusting in god the first three steps you know cleaning house steps four through 11 and you know 12 helping others that's how i got recovered the only way that i that's my experience so you can find another way but i just couldn't and with that i'll pass thanks Thank you, Janice M. And Janice B., you're next. Thank you, Julie. Uh, Good morning, visionaries. This is Janice B., recovered compulsive overeater in Vermont. Grateful to be here and grateful to be sharing. Um, Okay, so this is so far away from um, from just... putting down the food and coming into um, into, into program to lose weight. This um, trust God and clean house. So I used food. I used food because I was trying to control and manage everything. 
and um, I sought relief in food, and food gave me that that uh, feeling. And um, what the twelve steps does is um, help us learn and internalize getting that ah feeling that I got from food from my higher power. So um, I had a food problem, but I had um, a living problem too. And um, and doing, doing the steps four through nine helped me to um, see what my living problem was you know how how I operate, what my thinking was, and what my actions were based on my faulty thinking. My thinking got me to where I I I am now, um, and so um, I need to pay attention. I need to to help my sponsees um, through the steps to um, access a higher power and to um, to learn the tools for um, for uh, having um, that that are necessary to have that personality change, like someone earlier said. Um, you know, it's not magic. It's not God is going to come and just change. You know, change me, transform me. I I need to do work, and that work is paying attention, being alert, aware, and awake to my thinking, and then and and being willing, asking God for the willingness to take actions opposite than the actions that I have done all my life, the 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 thinking and the actions that block me from my higher power. So um with with that I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Janice B. And Vasa O, you're next. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Thank you, Julie R., for your service. And I am a grateful, recovered, compulsive reader calling from Foxborough, Massachusetts. And when I came, at the begin- even one week before I came to my first meeting, I was a 12-step by this uh, person that had had AA and OA for a while. And she's stressed, and I heard the same thing over and over and over and over. She said, Vasa, you need to find a power greater than us, than yourself, to um, self to stop eating the way you're doing and clean house. I understood what she meant. Uh, like step one, I was powerless over the food addiction, but I thought I had the power to do everything else because I was such an overachiever. I was such a doer, always going and doing stuff. I thought I only needed the help with. Uh, we just uh, step on with the food, but I'm so grateful, you know, at that time, and I was willing, and I, w- I said, I will, I will, I was open, I will believe, I, I'm willing to believe in a power greater than myself, because I wanted to, you know, I didn't want to die, 
So, and then cleaning house, that was really hard for me to understand because I'm a compulsive cleaner. You know, my house, I mean, I was, you know, very, very clean, you know, like probably the cleanest house on my street, you know. I did not understand that part. It meant cleaning house from the inside. Okay, I understood. Okay, then we'll do that too. It's it's a it was just a different life. This is a learning a di- a life that I had from before. And again, trusting I ha- was trusting on other people, trusting on myself. I should be able to do this. I should be able to do that by myself. I was very self sufficient. Uh, and um, but uh, again, I was then I learned I really how I was a powerless not with just the food, with my life, because I tried to control things. You know, I tried to control the food. I tried to control other things. And that, and I heard perfectionism is a spiritual, uh, spiritual something, abuse. It's an, a spiritual abuse. I heard this when I went to the convention this weekend. And I, you know, and I was a very, very profesh, uh, perfectionistic person, and I guess we can go from one extreme. People, I have a brother that he didn't want to do anything because he was afraid he's not going to do it perfect. And I was the other way. I thought I had to be perfect. I had to do everything perfect. Very exhausting, very tiring job, you know. Took a lot of energy of myself. So, again, I'm just so grateful I took the solution that's in this big book. And I read, you know, read Job or not job, wife nor not wife, husband or not husband, uh, you know, I could not stop eating. It didn't matter. So I better follow the directions. And I needed to put 100% on my recovery, and I was responsible for my own recovery. Not that my husband right. is going to do it, or if he stops drinking, whatever he's doing, sports addict, whatever, you know, I needed to depend on a higher power greater than myself for everything gradually, gradually. But it started with food. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you, Vasa O. And Sharon H., you're next. Oh, thank you, Julie. This is uh, Sharon H., Recovered Compulsive Overeater by God's Grace in These 12 Steps. And I'm just so grateful to uh, have a few moments to share on these few sentences here because they mean so much to me today Uh, and um, just like this whole book means so much to me today um, how God burned that idea into my mind that it was these two things that would grant me by his grace and the action required of me to uh, get well and stay well because I've been in this program many many years and I could get abstinent, but I couldn't stay stopped. And so it began way back in the doctor's opinion. And I was uh, very blessed that when I began listening to this program in 2012, July, they were in the doctor's opinion. So the first thing that was burned into my consciousness were the facts that were in the doctor's opinion. And the other one was that 100 men and women had recovered as a result of trusting in a God and um, doing the process of the steps. So that is what I share today. The book, I use the book rather than trying to uh, wane it by my own 
opinions and being this therapist and being this and that, we use the book as the guide. And that's what happens as a result of that, that then in this step 12, I'm able to uh, have this ability to be their guide through this book. And that has nothing to do with me, that God will uh, be the one that convinces them and um, that's not my job to convince them. That will be God's job as we go through the process of this book, line by line, paragraph by paragraph. Now, I must really have a thick head because that's what it took for me. <laughs> but I am so grateful that that is what it took for me. And it brought back memories of years ago when I couldn't get uh, sober in another program. And someone in that program would take a bunch of us and did the same thing with this book, but I had completely forgotten about that. That was over 30 years ago. So I am just so grateful to know that it's the process of going through this, what's laid out, these precise directions, that will give us that ability to uh, get abstinent and stay abstinent. And so I, too, have problems with mental illness, but they do not run my life today anymore then the food runs my life today by trusting in God and continuing to clean house by living in steps 10, 11, and 12 today. So I'm so grateful to be here today, and I'm grateful you are all here. And thank you for your service, Julie. Hour. Mm. Hi, Pat. Thank you, uh, Sharon H. And Larry K., you're next. Thanks so much. Uh, sorry for <laughs> stepping on you there. Um, Larry K., Recovered Compulsible Reader from Chicago. Um, you know, this, you know, this, uh, this program, there's a, the difference, you know, is bringing people back to the spiritual, spiritual solution, um, not the psychological solution. And, you know, you know, trusting God, cleaning house, you know, in many, um, many of our meetings today, we don't talk about God. You know, we, we conduct uh, group therapy meetings, not, you know, not, not OA meetings as, as they were intended from our origins. And, you know, um, and, and unfortunately, you know, I go to, I go to some meetings and I see, uh, you know, I see different people coming and, uh, and people coming and then leaving. And, you know, um, and that's sad because people are, people are dying. People are going out and dying, you know, and they come with great hope and great enthusiasm and then they leave because we're not talking about a spiritual solution. We're so scared of talking about it. You know, I, I don't want to step on anyone's toes. There's somebody now rolling their eyes and cringing that I'm talking about the God of my understanding that through these steps brought me into alignment, these steps, these action steps, these looking, you know, at my, my character flaws and, and, and doing an archeological dig and going through the humility of the process of painstaking, often struggling, sometimes like math homework, sometimes boring, sometimes, you know, this, this process. And we come through it. And, and, and somehow, if we, if, we, if we come through these steps in sequence, we're brought into alignment with our higher power. We have a spiritual awakening sufficient to arrest this disease. Just as the promises talk about, we are recovered. The obsession is lifted, it's removed. And if it's never happened, you know, to someone as it didn't for me, 
I think it's nonsense. But I know something different today. And I think we, we need, you know, in my opinion, we need to get back to basics because our recovery rates are, are horrible. And it's not because people are not well-intentioned and loving and so forth. But our meetings are talking about, you know, my dog ate my homework and, you know, my, my wife left me and, and so on and so forth. And we're not, and it feels good. I'm a big believer in group therapy. I'm a big believer in the, uh, in the notion of being able to vent and so forth. But you know what? In the context of this disease, it's not going to get you well. What's going to get you well is working the steps precisely as laid out in the big book. And the program of action is in the first 164 pages of the big book. And if someone isn't taking you through that, a recovered person, and there's my time, we need to find someone who will. With that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Larry. And who else would like to share in this paragraph? Nessa R. Okay. Nessa R. Uh, and was somebody, somebody W. Rachel W. Rachel Kim W. Leah M. G. Leah M. Shoshana K. Anna M. Shoshana K. Let's. And who was the last person with the uh, M? Anna M. Jana. Okay, so let's start with Nessa R. Rachel W. Kim G. Leah M. Shoshana K. And Jana M. Go ahead. Anna Nessa. M. Okay, go ahead, Nessa R. Thank you. Good morning, Vision for You. My name is Nessa R, and I'm recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. So I want to talk about the order of um, this sentence, uh, trusting God and clean house. Um, for a long time, I um, trusted only um, human beings, first myself, to get this uh, food thing under control. And then um, other professionals, other people, you know, nutritionists, uh, weight loss programs, weight loss professionals, therapists, all sorts of um, 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 fallible um, human beings. And, of course, that did not work because I couldn't control my weight. I couldn't control my eating. They couldn't help me control my weight or control my eating. And then I trusted God um, in the form of, you know, God, please, you know, if I'm a good girl, make me, help me be thin. God, please um, help me eat all the cheesecake I want and still be thin. If you do this for me, I'll do that for you, et cetera, et cetera. And, of course, that didn't work. And the answer to me um, why that didn't work is in the next uh, part of the sentence is clean house. Because it's not enough to trust God. You know, I have to take action. Um, we often hear it said in the rooms, that God will do for us what we cannot do for ourselves. And the corollary to that is that God will not do for us what we can and must do for ourselves, and that is to clean house. And, of course, before I can do any of the house cleaning that is required to unblock me from God, um, I need to put the food down. Um, nothing is going to be effective if I'm still, um, you know, in, my, in, in the food. Um, God is not going to weigh and measure my food. God is not going to keep uh, the trigger foods away from uh, my mouth. God is not going to keep me from engaging in my addictive behaviors. That is my job, and I have to do that first. And then, of course, 
once I do that, then I need to um, clean house, which is, you know, work the steps to, to uh, sweep up uh, and remove the debris of my past, um, all of that which is blocking me from God. So, you know, the sequence is very precise. You know, trust God, but do what you need to do. And then God will do what you cannot do for yourself. And that is remove your defects of character, my defects of character, and remove my mental obsession that drives me towards that, um, that um, dangerous first bite. And um, um, with that, I pass. Thank you. Yes, thank you. I'd like to remind everybody to stay muted. There's um, a couple of people that were unmuted during Nessa R's share. Uh, Rachel W., you're next. Good morning, Julie. Thank you for your service. Good morning, everyone. This is Rachel W., recovered compulsive overeater, colleague from New York. Um, and in this paragraph, it's interesting to me that um, on the one hand, you know, it's talking about how to be a teacher, you know, to give this program over. Um, and the guidelines of what's the differences between failure and success. And then later on in the paragraph, it says, and some of us have taken very hard knocks to learn this truth. So I'm also the student, you know, and I have to remind myself, like, why am I here? Why am I in a position to, you know, to have someone come to me for advice? You know, what got me here? What got me here was I went to hell and back. That's what got me here. You know, it wasn't like I had some sort of like intellectual revelation. I became an expert at something. It's, it's, I went through hell and back and I found my way out through a loving higher power and a spiritual experience that continues every single day. You know, the God sized hole that we talk about, I'm not filling that up once. You know, that God sized hole is a constant effort every day renewed. And, and, you know, I, I once heard, um, about a, a, a student who wanted to teach his own students and he went to his master and he said, you know, how can I become, how can I influence them? You know, what do I do? And, the, and, the, and, the, and his teacher told him, you know, you have to become like a vessel yourself that's overflowing so much. You're so filled up with this stuff that you're spilling it over. It just comes out. And, and you know, when we say here, um, you know, burn this idea into the consciousness, the burning part, I mean, that's fire. We have to, it's, it's like this raging fire of a passionate faith. And what happens is, I become a flame, but I didn't just become a flame. Someone else came to me and someone else lit me up, you know, with their spirituality. And then I, and then I, now I'm in a position to, to influence somebody else, but it's not because of something I did or some, some, you know, greatness that I have. You know, I do believe that everyone in recovery programs is an enlightened soul. I do believe that we were all led here because we're truth seekers. Um, however, you know, it's, it's a daily, it's a daily effort and it's, it's something that, um, that comes from, you know, a close connection with the higher power. I'll end with this. I was at a big book study this past weekend uh, um, or, or last Sunday, and, um, and I love the speaker. She was saying, you know, her 10-step, she doesn't have a 10-step buddy. Her 10-step buddy is God. Like, she felt like, you know, people, having people come in, you know, going to other people, to, in her experience, you know, that it was, it was sort of like a block, blocking her from God. And I'm not saying I promote that. I'm just saying the idea is there. The idea is clear. You know, you, you know I am here to share what it's like to go through hell, to have a disease that wants me dead and every day wake up and suit up and connect with my higher power even more than I did the day before. Because however big I think that God size hole is, it's a, a far more vast. And, and that's how large God is as well, that I can continually um, go to him with my fellows. Thank you so much for allowing me to share. Thank you, Rachel W. So uh, it'll be Kim G, Leah M, 
Shoshana K. And I still didn't hear the other person's name, but we'll get to that soon. Uh, go ahead, Kim G. Good morning, Julie. Good morning, everyone. My name is Kim G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from South Jersey. Man, a power pack, two sentences here. Burn the idea into the consciousness of every man he can get well regardless of anyone. You know, I have to say, my experience in OA right now, I don't need a lot of newcomers. You know, I meet people like me you know, who have been in and out of the room for decades. I mean, my personal experience is I had six years of back-to-back abstinence, broke my abstinence, <clears throat> and then spent over a decade never getting more than eight or nine months. And after five years in relapse, I came into a meeting that told me the truth that I heard what I really suffered from. And what I realized is I spent 17 years in OA basically working a program of opinions and slogans. And let me tell you, that failed me utterly. And someone confronted me because I said, well, I've done the steps a million times. I've, you know, I've done these tools. I've, I've had a million sponsors. I've had a million food plans. What is going to make this different? Why is this big book any different than all the stuff that I have tried? And this is not going to work for me. And the person said, that is really arrogant. I'm like, what do you mean it's arrogant? I'm, I have low self-esteem. I'm, I'm so feeling so bad about myself. And the person said to me, well, this program has not had to change in 80 years. It has helped drug addicts, alcoholics, compulsive readers, sex addicts recover in the, in the tune of millions. And you think you're so gosh darn you know, special that it's not going to work for you? And I was taken back. And I'm like, oh, my God, that is arrogant. So is the problem that the big book and the steps don't work, or is the problem that I wasn't working the 12 steps? Whether that was me choosing it, or maybe I was given a lot of confusing messages, it was probably a combination of them all. You know, we often hear about Joe and Charlie, Joe and Charlie, and, you know, if I hear that perfect message, I'm going to recover. Well, let me tell you, I came in in 94, I saw Joe and Charlie in 96. I couldn't have heard a clearer message. But my alcoholic head, my compulsive overeater head, I walked out of that week and going, whoo! Thank God I'm not an alcoholic, and all I have to do is work these tools in a food plan. I'm going to be okie-dokie. So I just want to give hope for those of you who are on the line. Maybe you've been in OA six months, maybe six years, heck, maybe six decades. You can recover. Ask for a new experience. And for those of you who have recovered and relapsed, you know, one, I know it's sick, but I'm also comforted in a sick way that when I talk to people who have recovered and they've relapsed, it's pretty obvious after a discussion that they stopped doing 10, 11, and 12 in some form or fashion. So not only burn to the consciousness that you can get well by going through these steps, but let me burn into the consciousness of everyone on this line that once you get through the steps, you have to stay tethered to these steps on a daily basis. All we have is a daily reprieve. And as long as that happens, as long as I continue to work 10, 11, and 12, I will continue to have the gifts that God gives me on a daily basis. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Kim G. And Leah M., you're next. Thank you so much. <clears throat> Burn the idea. And then the only condition is that he trusts in God and clean house. You know, when I, when I look at the word burn, I think of branding cattle, you know, marking uh, permanently, you know, to sear in that that is the focus of this program um, that there's not a spiritual part of the program. Uh, the whole program is spiritual. You know, sobriety was just taken for granted. 
you know, when this book was written. If you, if you read the doctor's opinion, it says, of course you should be separated from alcohol at the beginning. Of course you should be abstinent at the beginning. Of course you have to identify and define what your abstinence is so that you know that you're clean before embarking on this spiritual journey. You have to be abstinent. You have to be sober. But more than that, you have to have found God, your own sense of God, you know, and, and so the only condition is that he trusts in God and clean house. That is, that's why we're all here. You know, the 12 steps are the program of recovery. That's the heart of what AA is. That's the heart of what OA is. Yes, we have sponsors, and we're blessed to have sponsors. Yes, we have meetings. We have events. We have retreats. We have conventions. We have all kinds of activities that go on that constitute the OA atmosphere and the environment, uh, you know, and it's enjoyable and motivating. But in that environment, the whole purpose of all of that, the whole purpose of having guides is to cause each one of us to implement the 12 steps individually in our lives. That's what OA is. So the process that causes each one of us to work the 12 steps ourselves. So trusting in God and cleaning house. Because what the big book promises is that by working the 12 steps, it will remove the blocks that keep us from our higher power, however we have conceived it. And that higher power will enter into our lives and give us sanity. It will Get us well, regardless of anyone, regardless of people, places, circumstances, situations, regardless of any uh, challenge in one's life, right? So, you know, my life is going to be determined by how I think. And if my thinking is based in God, based in these principles, then my actions are going to be okay and my life is going to reflect that. However, if my thinking is in disease, if it's distorted, distorted, if it's separated from God in these principles, then the chances are very good that my life, my actions are going to be distorted. Certainly compulsive overeating was a distorted way of living. So thank God today, God can direct my thinking so that I can become better. If my thinking becomes better, my actions are better. If my actions are better, my life is better. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Leah M. And Shoshana K., you're next. Hi, good morning, Julie. Can you hear me? I can. Thank you so much for being there and for everybody who's there out there on the line. It's so great to be here and share. I'm recovered in Maryland today um, by the grace of God in this program. Really, really grateful. Um, the line, Trust in God and Clean House, I love it so much because it's just in a nutshell what we're doing every day. And um, I just wanted to share a little of what my sponsor taught me to do in Step 10. She has me writing out a full four sentences and not just filling in the blank with words. She wants me to write out when I get to the part where I'm afraid of something in my inventory to say I trusted and relied on my finite self too and then control my fear of whatever that fear was and she wants me to write out again to write and I was like do I have to write I can I just say it and she said well I write it and it really works for me so I'm suggesting that you try this and by putting that extra effort in of writing it it really really gets it into my head into my thinking like what was just so beautifully shared and I write out that I can trust and rely on infinite God to control my fear of whatever that fear was that day 
or that moment, and I can trust and rely on infinite God to help me to be whatever I'm supposed to be in that moment or, you know, in context of that fear. And then there's a fourth one, I can trust and rely on infinite God to direct my attention to what he would have me be. And I can tell you that 90% of the time when I put the answer in, it's to be calm and to breathe so that I can receive his message and hear what he's trying to tell me the next right thing is to do. And I'm just so grateful for this process and um, so willing now to put that extra work in, go the extra mile to keep this recovery that I'm so gratefully blessed with and to share it with others. And with that, I wish everyone a beautiful day, and I pass. Hi. Thank you, Shoshana Kay. And I know it's not Jana M., but it's something similar to that. If you could say your name again, and it's your turn to share. Hi, this is Anna M. with an A, like America. All right, Anna, go ahead. America, and um, I'm living in the solution in New Haven, Connecticut, and I'm so, so grateful for all of you on the line. There's a count of 305. And um, to hear this sentence, burn the idea into the consciousness of every man that he can get well regardless of anyone. And the next part that says the only condition, there's a condition, is that he trusts in God and clean house. And my God has saved my life twice. And I'm so shaken up by this part that we read and that we're studying. I was in in OA for over 20 years and um, was in and out of the food, and I didn't realize what the answer was until one day. I don't know how I ended up here, but I know how. God got me here. I suffered enough, and God saved me. And he said, listen to this. And I listened to it, and I... And I started to take the cotton out of my mouth and I put it in my, wait a minute, is it, you know what I mean. I'm, I'm just a little nervous and I, I'm sorry about that. But the message is that in the doctor's opinion, I looked it up and I, I found it and then I lost it. But the message was that something about bringing me back from the gates of insanity and death And when I came back into this program, and I was ready because whatever my sponsor told me to do, even if it was running in front of moving traffic, I was going to do it because I had had enough. Um, I was willing. And and I'm, I'm so grateful to say I'm recovered today, and I'm trying to carry the message and to help other people. I almost died. Like, that's serious. Like, hello? I almost died from this illness. This, as somebody else mentioned before, this is serious. So I'm obligated, as it says in the 12th step, I need to I need to carry the message whether or not it's going to be heard. And I'm sure some will hear it as I heard it. And I continue to hear it. And I continue to be reinforced on a daily basis because I'm very, very sick. And I hope and pray that that I can help the next person because that person that gave it to me, God bless that person. Uh, Thank you for letting me share. And thank you for your service. Thank you. Thank you, Anna M., for that. 
And we have time for maybe one or two more shares. Who would like to share? Maureen M. Maureen M. Carolyn S.H. And Carolyn S.H. Okay, let's go with Maureen M. Uh, good morning. Thank you for your service. My name is Maureen M. from New York, compulsive, recovered compulsive overeater. I um I love Dr. Bob's simplicity. You know, trust God, clean house, help others. It sounds simple, but there is protocol involved. And if it is followed sequentially, it does work. It's a miracle. It's a gift. It's purely a gift to me from my higher power. If, if I do service with other people, that has to happen for me to maintain. And also the indispensability of honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness. These are indispensable. This is in italics, the appendix somewhere. You know, I'm not a page quoter, but I remember things that I read. And that, that page in particular um, struck me because the only thing that's in my way is ignorance and obstinacy and resistance. And all of those things are a straightaway path back to food. And honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness are a straightaway path to a relationship with my higher power and with my family in vision and in OA. This is my family. These are the people who help me recover and who I help recover. It's the only way it works. Trust God, clean house, help others, keep it simple. God's in charge, all's well. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you, Maureen M. And Carolyn S.H., you're next. Hi, good morning. Carolyn S.H., a grateful, recovered, compulsive eater from Massachusetts. Um, Julia, thank you for your service, and it's so nice to picture your your face while I hear your voice. Um, so the I don't have a whole lot to say. I'm setting my timer, but I probably won't take three minutes. Um, I just want to really highlight the word trust. Um, I think there's uh, a world of meaning in that word here in this sentence, especially um, following uh, the paragraph that we've read before um, and just following all the steps from before. Um, And for me, the word trust is used in so many different contexts in the world and so many different um, ways um, about, you know, mostly having to do with relationships, um, uh, personal relationships, professional relationships, blah, 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 you know, how to build trust, how to have trust-based relationships, et cetera. And what I'm seeing in these paragraphs and what's really been highlighted for me from all the shares yesterday and today is um, you, you actually can't trust people um, the way that you can trust God. Absolutely, we can have um, trusting relationships with people But when it comes down to getting well and when it comes down to living in a solution, there's nobody who's going to do that for me. There's nobody who can be there 24-7 for me except God um, and except, like, my higher power. Um, And that's the good news. Um, And I used to try so hard to make people 
trustworthy. And it's not that they're bad, it's that they're people. Um, it, we're human. We cannot be there for others the way that God can be there um, for others and for us. Um, so I just wanted to highlight that. Uh, so thanks. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Carolyn S.H. It is now time to close our meeting. I'd like to thank everyone who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Kelly A.S. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Sure. Hi, Julie. Thank you for your service. This is Kelly S. in Oklahoma. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is a great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. Pass.